0: Hey everyone, I'm Priyush Deva, and you're listening to Trending Diary, the podcast, your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences, and people. starts now. Today, I'm joined with Marta, who serves as the head of people and culture at Mind Valley. She's also an author of the book HR Atlas A Roadmap to Healthy Organization for Startups, Small and Midsize Businesses. Marta is an Ukrainian currently living in Malaysia. She sincerely loved leading teams with her heart and soul, and purposefully helped businesses to grow through people into healthy organization, and even share immense love, speaking on stage, sharing her thoughts on people, culture, leadership, and communities. In 2019, Marta gave her first TEDx speech about the power of communities. Today, in this episode, we are going to talk more about the importance of having side passionate projects with Marta. So, tune in. How are you?
1: Hey, Priya, uh, doing good. Thank you so much for for having me and this amazing introduction. I really appreciate and uh, also I'm very excited um, to find out more about the podcast and uh, and I think it's truly amazing how you're recording different stories of uh, various people. So um, very, very, very grateful to be here today.
0: Thank you, grateful to have you, and thank you so much for accepting the invitation no uh, my pleasure for sure so mata you are a pro in having passionate projects you had worked with a lot of business people so let's start with the understanding the pros and as well as the cons of having side and passionate projects
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think it's a very, very important question and uh, discussion that I think all of us are working, especially working adults who are probably working at the regular jobs to have. And there are various reasons for that, uh, for the importance of having um, a, like a second, uh, a, as I call passion projects or a dual career. Because, you know, we no longer can uh, rely on uh, one job to serve or one profession to serve us uh, for our entire life. I personally believe and um, even uh, read in many books and articles that people will have minimum five different careers in their lives. It means that you will never stay in one profession for your entire life. You can change companies but you will also be um, kind of uh, pushed to to change uh, what you're working on and your skill set. So first of all I see this uh, uh, dual careers and passion projects uh, to give you the skills as the way to give you the skills to gain this experience and also to see for yourself what you like or what you dislike the second reason for that is actually connected to the business need uh it's it's no longer a surprise uh, that there are more jobs uh, rather uh, compared to the talent of course covid impacted the job market for sure but not drastically and we still see a lot of job opportunities and many countries in fact this uh, talent shortage um, around the world and even at some point um, there is already a statistic out there that says that there will be more uh, freelancers rather than full-time employees and even uh, some some people predict it's gonna be in 5-10 years which is super fast so what are we going to do about it as companies, right? How are we going to um, ensure that we have the right talent that um, that will help us to reach our business goals? Of course, you might, um, you know, like keep it, Thinking that uh, you will anyway, your company is so great, you will have always talent that will want to join your company to work. And uh, to me, this is actually a very dangerous thinking uh, that some companies have. And um, instead of rethinking about different employment models that you might have, or opening your doors to your organization to more diverse talent, um, this also is connected to countries as well. I think this this talent shortage will also affect the country's growth. Uh, so, all opening to international talent is super important. For example, for economy of any country. Um, but coming back to the business, right? Um, and, and unfortunately, many companies they they think that um, you know they will always have this abundance of talent, and they also create this um, this hard like contracts employment contracts where for example it is forbidden for you to work on side projects right and um we don't have it in mind value but i know many companies especially in the us they will be super rigid about this and i'm personally i'm questioning this and um i think we as employers need to really rethink if it makes sense considering that in the future it's going to be even more harder to find talent so, it, it, to me, it goes both ways. One, you as an individual, upskilling yourself constantly, understanding what you love and what you don't love, and um, you know, and uh, going beyond just your regular job. Uh, and for companies, of course, it's the way to retain the talent. It's the way to become flexible and to really create environment where people will stay and people will learn um, because also, high, and understanding that high performers they always want to learn learn a lot, and they they cannot be just boxed in in one job. So, so that's why it's super important, uh, I think, to even solve some of the employment issues
0: that we might have nowadays. Mm-hmm. True, especially you said it so right. Especially after the post COVID, the situation, the way situation is turning out it's important that people should upgrade their skill and not stuck to their only job thing, but also have something which they are passionate about and continuously exploring them, right? Yeah absolutely and and and
1: dedicating time to that and please uh, don't get me wrong i still you know like i still believe that you can be high performing in your like daily job and you can still deliver and um you know it's not about like cheating your current employer you know or not uh, not working enough hours and not contributing enough i'm talking about something that um you know, you will do in, in your free time or in, on the weekend. Of course, I also want to make a point, Priya, that uh, probably it's harder for working parents, right? And uh, if, if you have kids, if you really have to, like so many other duties. Um, so so this, this, of course, I don't want to, like, you know, like this concern, um, disregard that. Um, but finding ways to have this, um, opportunities to learn by by actually like trying different things. It's important, and uh, and I think like the younger you are, um, the sooner you should
0: start doing it. Exactly, because you never know what your side thing will become your big career, mm-hmm. and your passion will lead to your calling. So true, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, Marta, when do you think? Because it's also important to know that what's the right time to pursue another career? Because I guess uh, continuously handling one or two, three projects within an initial stage is not, it's not the right thing to do, What I guess. So it may be like you are just uh, completing one hurdle. So on second time you can get some another, another challenge to get over. So when do you think it's the right time to pursue another career? Mm -hmm.
1: Very, very good question as i mentioned i think uh we could i know like um ask ourselves the sooner the better to just to discover ourselves and see what we like mm-hmm. and um and very often uh, what i notice with young people is that they they all want to have like their side project or try something new or skill set but very often they would overthink right they would you know like read this success stories of um, like people uh, especially in social media you will read this like um, glossy stories of like trying and succeeding and immediately it looks like it's already a big project and and they don't see behind the scene how these people start and they start to comparing themselves and overthink right and they don't consider that even small actions of like learning something, trying something, you know, like um, uh, I don't know, discovering, uh, selling something online, that's like super simple, right? All these things um, they don't consider as 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 important as, as someone's and that usually would, would stop them from trying or overthinking or doing something and then uh, like stop doing it, you know? So I would, I would think like we all want it um, quite early, but we overthinking. And it also actually happened to me as well. I would compare myself a lot to this all the successful stories. But uh, luckily, I, I think like with with the help of my coaches and friends and mentors, I was actually able to see that what matters is small steps in this, and, and not to compare because these people, all the successful, they also started like super small at the beginning.
0: If someone is confused you know let's say like uh, i you can personally let me consider me okay so i have two three uh-huh. like there are two three hobbies of mine which i personally like to do or there's some things which i really love to do but how how can one know that it's the career to move in or how can one choose generally to, to choose a career in a side project uh-huh. Yeah, very, very good question, Priya.
1: And I think it might take uh, a lot more time, and also, as well, entrepreneurial um, spirit and approach before it it goes, you know, to really successful. Um, So what I would recommend in your case is of course like trying and doing it not only because, you know, if you want to build it a career, just trying and seeing what works as well as setting some smaller goals in this hobby project. Okay, for this week or for this month, I want to do exactly these things in in one project, right? Or in one hobby. Um, Having accountability friends as well is good so this will be like the first stage the next stage is asking yourself okay do i want to try to monetize it in some way right and there are always in fact different ways to monetize whatever hobby or skill we have and asking my, yourself, is this like the right path do i want to turn actually my hobby into uh you know a like career or making money through it and if the answer is yes then you can again start with setting smaller goals and scaling it uh, to to the next stage, right? I I also think, Priya, that there is no linear success and even like, uh, there is no linear way and like this something that will work for me I don't think it might work for another person, right? Because of course, it's like different situation, different jobs that you have, full time job, different hobbies and passion projects. What helps me personally that can be maybe helpful to you is actually having um, like close friends with whom I can, you know, like share accountability who are probably in the same path. And in fact, right now I have my accountability group where we are trying different passion projects, and we come every week and we share the goals and what we have achieved for the past week. So this is super helpful. Um, and um, a second is setting like some some goals overall for for life, and uh, I use this method called Lifebook. Um, where you are describing, okay, different categories of your life and planning those. And uh, this usually also show me, okay, what could be different path of what are my passions that I would like to explore. And definitely it's not only the regular job, it's in general like having a balanced life. You know, like including my emotions, including my physical health, and my finances, my spiritual, my love relationship, and so on. So, I would also like people who probably right now might not have uh, clarity what they want. I would recommend this uh, this live book for sure, um, as well. And third part, third uh, third point there. Um, honestly, like just trying maybe because I'm, I'm a very practical person and I, whatever I try, I like to see results. So, um, and I consider even a win for myself, even if I do a smaller thing, you know, in that project. And, um, and that usually helps me to see if it works or not. Chances are all your four hobbies might not turn out at all. You know, like mm-hmm. into something, and you might drop them, and you might really enjoy your your full time job, and that's also fine. But at least you will know if it worked out or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Got you. So true. And you know, it's really important to find that right intersection point where all your passion, finance, everything, is matches up to Absolutely. your goal, Right?
1: Yeah. And and you know, Priya, like I think, like the the older you become the easier it actually gets because when we are young um, especially like right after university we again we are very ambitious which is great but we also tend to compare ourselves to this success stories you know to this what we read and we see that people are like trying so many things and everything works out and then you start comparing yourself oh nothing sticks with me and this actually discourages so much so so I think like many young people actually need to be reminded about starting really small, you know, but for sure starting and instead of comparing, trying to find a group of support supportive group with whom you will be sharing your successes. I think this this one is super important in this process.
0: Got you. you know, Martha, matter what what really comes into like what's really helpful for me at least in the such kind of situation like being authentic to yourself mm-hmm. and really keep a faith in god alive i mean, these two things like works magic for me at least whenever i felt through any situation because being uh you know twi- being in 20s even i felt some, some kind of situation like watching someone on internet having that glam look i feel like but at the end of the day, I know being authentic to yourself and literally having faith in the God is the best thing, mm-hmm. best tool or technique, anything you can have. Yeah, so yeah. Very, yeah. A very, very good so point, Marta. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Marta, what are the tools and techniques that you personally use to navigate through career growth? Uh huh. Um, as I mentioned, it's for sure the Lifebook method.
1: And also uh, having this accountability group and also having regular reviews of the life book. So I organize, for example, once per year, I review everything what happened this year and where what have I achieved in every category of my life, what I didn't achieve, what were the highs and the lows of the year. So for sure, this helps. And in fact, I'm going to do it next weekend. So it's my my Saturday is going to be dedicated to this life book review of 2020. And. Um, Another other tools that I'm using, so I'm the type of person that, uh, you know, like I, I really like to interact with people in solving problems. So I, I actually like even with my manager at work, com- including work, I would have this open conversations. OK, what is the feedback? How am I doing? What am I good at? What am I not good at? So these conversations also help me. And um, same same asking my team regularly for feedback, even if it's not you know like a formal like review in the company or something like that. But just like having this feedback loops, is is very important, and I want to be like even have more of those. I also, uh, I like discovering my personality angle. So I I do quite often some career tests, you know, like psychometric tests. And um, like as, as a manager, I'm not using them for example, for my team to evaluate them or to make any like managerial decisions or hiring decisions. I'm mostly using them just to discover myself a bit more better. And I also recommend for my team to do the same, you know, from time to time to do this task. And in fact, like we will be doing soon as well with the team, like because we want to create more leadership opportunities, and we decided, okay, let's let's uh, do this test and see where we are. What are the gaps? So, so this also helped, and I definitely recommend doing it. Um, and also uh, various um, books. I am a book reader, like warm. <laughs> I call myself. I read a lot, and uh, quite often I would find answers from my favorite authors as well yeah
0: so so here comes i'm curious to know two more things Uh with your answer so so what what's the how one can do the personality test by their own because probably not everyone should aware of it that how can they get to know what kind of personalities they have means it's important to be self-aware but still if you can still some tips or ideas people get can handy with it And also, as you said, you read books a lot. Even I love books a lot. So what's the one book that you will recommend me or anyone that this is a Best book you have ever read, or uh-huh. anything like that. Uh, so
1: about personality tests. Um, yeah, I uh, you are right that it might be hard to read them and to understand, and maybe you will need uh, to spend some money to, um, you know, like to read a bit more. And usually, the reports like that are more elaborate, would cost a bit of money. Um, but for people who start their careers, I think it's a good investment, uh, and a good tool as well uh to discover so what i do like with tests i would uh, go through them myself i and then i will uh, discuss them with my trusted people and by trusted people i mean my team the manager who someone is like or my role model or even coach you know i would discuss them and so we would try to make sense of that and um you know like i have someone mm-hmm. with whom i will reflect About this uh, test and what came up. So, this personally helps me a lot Uh, more than uh, even like having someone professional to help me, you know, like read this report. It's it's much more helpful if I have someone to reflect. And also, very important, this person will be very honest, right, with their feedback. Um, And speaking about books, my favorite oh my God, it's so hard to choose my number one favorite. <laughs> uh, but I think um I I think I really like the book. Uh, it's called uh, The Maverick uh, by Ricardo Semler. He's actually, he's Brazilian, very famous entrepreneur. And um, he, he's not like tech or, you know, like this young entrepreneurs. He actually like already quite senior and he started a manufacturing business. So he had factories, he had uh, different like chemical factories, like and, and manufacturers and so on of goods. But he is very famous on how he organized work in those factories. He was actually one of the first ones to pioneer really flexible and democratic environment, even in such rigid, uh, rigid organizations as factories, right, where you have like hours, it's very measurable, you need to deliver, the output is very clear, it's, um, it's very routinous. But he gave so much uh, power to the workers to self-organize, and um, and reading this story is very, very inspiring. He's like a, like a huge celebrity in Brazil. He also has a, a very uh, nice uh, talk. so uh, which one I also recommend. So uh, this, this story is very inspiring. It shows that if you you know like if you want to do something, if you um, have a heart on it and uh, and no matter where you are, which industry, whatever,, um, you can always, like, you know, achieve something with that. So I, I really love that book. So I recommend it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And wrapping it up, before wrapping it up, Marta, there's one thing, again, I'm curious to know, which I generally ask every guest who come on the show. So what is the one trend that you really want to see embracing in the new world? Or I would say the one trend that you want to get more evolved in this new era, especially after twenty twenty, what's one, that one trend too? that I would like to evolve right in the world right now?
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh I think like what, where we started uh, at the beginning, of our conversation is um, is more companies and as more people realizing about. Um, you know the importance of talent, and um, for talent, is importance of their upskilling and and being have this entrepreneurial mindset to life. I think this this trend for sure. I would like to see more, and for companies, I would really like to companies to be um, to reach to more talent, to rethink how they employ people, to create more opportunities for growth, and um, and really like cherish this high-performing people by allowing them to try different things and not only outside of their job but also inside the companies creating them you know like there is this term of entrepreneur where you are in the company and you can try many things and help push company forward so and to me this is the way to um to retain talent and uh, be like become great employers and actually this is something that i also write in my book a lot hr atlas because i i believe this is the future for us so i think i will become the advocate for for it after this conversation
0: <laughs> definitely absolutely sure so, exactly so Marit was amazing having you on the show and you had shared a lot of wisdom with the listeners so thank you so much uh, for coming and sharing your wonderful thank insight. you so much for having me
1: Priya I really appreciate this call and I also had uh, a lot of reflection
0: time so thank you for that the last thing that you have said especially that it's really important to appreciate the right talent and also allowing someone to be their own decision makers and creativity to flow because it's really important for any organization to grow for any individual to grow
1: yeah yeah thank you thank you so much Priya
0: Um, thank you you beautiful people for listening I hope you get some value today see you soon in the next episode till then stay tuned and god bless us all